man. Shout out to HBO Max. Not really, but sort of. Kind of. I I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> they only came to see the park and Torches for the light. They only think we're all just too uptight. And everybody knows they've got the right. Cold passions roam in your factions. No taste for facts. The old days are back. What is going on, fellow streamers? Welcome into another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive TV and movie podcast for streaming platforms on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Dylan coming at you from Underground Studios. We got a lot to dive into tonight. We got the update on HBO Max and everything going on with that and Discovery Plus and Warner Brothers and Ezra Miller just continuing to be a big time <laughs> buffoon. Um, we're going to review the yeah, five, nice. <laughs> the five mini episodes of I am Groot, which were very, very funny. Uh, we're going to get into our She-Hulk predictions like we do with every big show that Dylan and I dive into head first. We put our tinfoil hats on and we go full J Jonah Jameson on this bitch. <laughs> and we try to Facts. figure out what is going to go down in She-Hulk and I give our, our predictions, our thoughts, our hopes, our theories for the next big MCU show, which Dylan our, surprisingly, our it's our it's our last Marvel show of 2022. Outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, this is the last week by week Marvel show of the year. And I'm perfectly okay with that because She-Hulk, as you said uh, off camera a second ago, is going to be long, and that gives it time for people to like solely kind of dedicate themselves to She-Hulk and get ready for the uh, upcoming movie projects. Yeah, so She-Hulk will be 10 weeks, and then we'll dive right into Andor, starting next month, which is wild. Uh, And then we'll get into the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by Pickup, which is everybody's favorite segment. But before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials, at UndergroundPHI, Twitter, Instagram, Streamer Season, Streamer SZN, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, By the time you guys are listening and watching this, our giveaway for our Brian Dawkins variant cover comic book will have been announced so congratulations to the winner uh and of course make sure you're following dylan on twitter at dylan mazzola follow me at kbizzl311 check out the website undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for all of our written content subscribe to the podcast feed apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts we are there and dylan what should these what should these lovely streamers be doing in our podcast reviews on apple podcast these lovely streamers these lovely individuals in these reviews that they are leaving on all sources of how they get their podcast and youtube uh comment section baby um they should be leaving what kyle and i are to watch next um kyle just said there's not much more well there's marvel content but there's just one content so maybe we can squeeze another show in some episodes if it's a shorter show Maybe we just go crazy and have three shows at once when Andor comes out. Who knows? You know, like, let's, let's get funky. 
So leave those reviews, leave those recommendations, leave your theories for She-Hulk and everything in the comments section on YouTube and on the Apple Podcast reviews. Yeah. And of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. We're on that road to 1K. So currently sitting at 209 subscribers on the road to 1K. Let's get the goal for this month, everybody. We're saying it on all of our podcasts. The goal for the month of August is to get the channel to 300 subscribers. Let's get to 300 before the end of August, going into September, having some good content coming out. We know you love streamer season on YouTube. It's a full-blown, it's a fact. I can pull up the numbies. It's a fa our last episode, Dylan, where we went into the HBO Max deep dive. Yeah. Massive uptick in views for the channel. Everybody loves streamer season on the YouTubes. So, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of all of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcasts. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP for 25% off your sunglasses, your blue light glasses, your prescription lenses, merch, all that good stuff. TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, it's Dylan's favorite beer to drink once he's done hulking out. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all new and improved Kenny tracker. Don't think I didn't see that Instagram reel of you hulking out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> he had a nice cold Kenny after that one. I'll tell you what. Uh, you got to be 21 or older to use that Kenny tracker and to consume Kenwood beer. And, of course, everybody, please drink responsibly. And Beano Board, our pals over at Beano. Go to BeanyoBoard.com and use code BeanyoUSP for the next big tabletop game for your man cave, your she shed, your she Hulk shed, if you will, mm. uh, you know your tailgating events, all that good stuff. You get ten percent off with code Bino USP on your boards, your board accessories, apparel. All that. Dylan, I know you're a big fan of the straw hat. They got the Bino straw hat in stock right now. So go to BinoBoard.com and use code Bino USP for ten percent off your order. Dylan, let's get into the update on yeah, HBO let's, let's Max do it. because. Quite frankly, I'm not doing this for clicks or drama. I have no idea what Kyle's about to say for the update because that, if, if you watched last video, I was relatively – well, Kyle and I were both pretty pissed. I had a little temper tantrum, so I have no idea what's about to be said. Take it away. <laughs> so here is the update from Warner Brothers Development Day. Well, I'm going to dance. I don't know. <laughs> so they had their upfront and everything. Uh, do you want the good news or the bad news, Dylan? Uh, well, like a true, uh, American hero, I don't know, I was going, the bad news first. <laughs> Just rip it off! I don't know if I would necessarily classify it as bad news per se, but the two apps, HBO Max and Discovery Plus, will be merging as one starting in summer 2023 that does not have a new name yet it will have a new name for that streaming platform but essentially hbo max discovery plus will be merging into one app hbo max though is not really going away per se um the one that bought discovery like how, did, you, did it say like who absolved who you know what i mean so they merged but they never really said like who really bought who? They kind of just combined forces. Really, it was a forty-three billion dollar merger back in April, um, 
and now the company name is Warner Brothers Discovery instead of just simply Warner Brothers and Discovery being separate things. They just combined the two names there. Um, as for what content will be available on this new Ooh. app. Please tell me good is the good news part. Expect a combination of what's already existing on the two apps. So for both of them. With some things perhaps being removed between now and summer 2023, which we've already kind of seen some of those original movies being removed from HBO kind of secretly. Uh, heavy hitters like HBO Max's Harry Potter and DC Comics franchises will surely join Discovery's popular shows like Deadliest Catch and Property Brothers, but we'll find out more about the catalog over the next year. Um, as for the remark about content being removed... That's not idle speculation. It's already happening. Like we said, Seth Rogen's American Pickle and Melissa McCarthy's Super Intelligence uh, have been removed, and they canceled, obviously, Batgirl, uh, which has been, I think, the biggest publicity for that movie to eventually get released one way or another. Um, so I feel like the more people complain about the movie not being out, the better. Give um, us the Batgirl's cut. So... The one constant connecting all of the titles here is that they were HBO Max original, so perhaps the strategy going forward forward will focus more on movies and shows that were released theatrically or aired on actual cable television. Um, if the upcoming season of the third season, which is upcoming of Warrior, is shelved because of this, uh, this person who wrote this said they might just move to the woods and give up on streaming forever. Um, the let's see here so here it is warner brothers discovery highlight what they think the differences are between hbo max and discovery plus this kind of rubbed a lot of people myself included the wrong way um they showed this in their upfront so listed under hbo max was these five bullet points a male skew scripted content lean in type of content uh, so if you picture the, the, the chair meme of kid laying back and then yeah. coming forward, uh, appointment viewing and home of quote unquote fandoms discovery plus had five bullet points being a female skew unscripted content, lean back comfort viewing and home of genre dumbs instead of fandoms the same same thing it's the same thing plus i feel like there are plenty of people who identify as women non-binary who may fall under one of those categories that dip into both sides of the stuff listed under discovery plus and the stuff listed under hbm i know i i watch some stuff on discovery like a bunch that is under like their catalog of everything because it's Discovery, HGTV, Food Network, all that kind of stuff is on Discovery+. Plus. I watch a shit ton of that stuff. And HBO Max, we all know, we watch a shit ton of that stuff too. I yeah. just felt like that diversifying there was very weird. It is weird. Maybe that's that's what they're trying to combine forces, so to speak, in terms of, in their, in their view, like combine man to woman, like to, to get views from both sexes. Or, well, not, 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 you know, there's more than one sex. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, I'm stumbling here. I'm having a stroke. Totally know what I you point. mean, though. 
my point is like they're trying to draw in different kind of viewpoints um and i don't know if that would i mean i guess it was going to work we'll find out next year but i do agree it's kind of weird to lay it out like that because you can be whoever you want and and watch deadliest sketch or you can be any kind of person and watch batman like there's no you know right it's not uh, like it's not like, mutually exclusive one yeah. way or the other. Like you can enjoy all Personally, of it. Personally, I'm have still to surprised people it. are still fucking watching Discovery. <laughs> like, well, I'll tell I you one thing I watch on Discovery. That. So here's here's the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery highlighting their key brands, franchises, series, and characters. So their brands for their global powerhouse: HBO, Discovery. CNN, so this kind of explains why the CNN streaming service went away, um, HGTV, Cartoon Network, DC, and Looney Tunes. Those are the big, like, core brands. Their core franchises, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Discovery Shark Week, Game of Thrones, this one made me chuckle a bit because I'm a huge fan of this show, but the fact that they put this word after it is going to make you cringe. Uh, the 90 Day Fiance Universe. <laughs> which, I feel like they're using universe as a lightly used term there simply because they just have so many spinoffs of the original show now yeah. that they're just classifying as a, a universe. Uh, and then the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Those are their core franchises for this big powerhouse their iconic series and characters friends fixer upper the big bang theory property brothers diners drive-ins and dives sex in the city and then their international brands um are tvn eurosport which is like the international home for the olympics uh discovery kids D Max, which I think is just like Discovery Max, um, Nove or Novi N O V E, and then Nova no, TV okay. Norge. Obviously, we're not international, so we don't necessarily know what those classify under. Um, but I did find it in some key takeaways for me from this were that their key franchises in terms of DC that they are focusing in on are franchises that we thought they were just completely resetting. After we watched Peacemaker, which are Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. And if you guys remember when we did our Peacemaker review, that finale, there were only two characters who were not silhouetted out of that Justice League reveal. Those three characters were silhouetted, and now there's rumors that Gal Gadot is going to have multiple Wonder Woman for, like installments coming up. Uh, Henry Cavill might be coming back as Superman now. And... With everything going on with Michael Keaton and everything, they are now replacing his character in something with Ben Affleck's Batman. Wait, did Michael Keaton seem bad? I didn't see this. No, there was just like a scheduling oh. conflict with oh, something okay. that he couldn't be involved in one of the upcoming projects. So now he's going to be replaced with apparently Ben Affleck's Batman. <laughs> Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you already know. 
I think that's how it always goes. We went like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. You know what? I'm, I make fun of Ben Affleck, but I will say he does look—he does look the most like Bruce Wayne out of any of the guys who played Batman so far. I just like—I know they announced that they're bringing in like their own version of Kevin Feige for for DC, and they have a ten-year plan and everything. I don't know if you're with me on this. I just wish they would blow up the entire DC EU and just and start it. over. Yeah, at this point, you would think you would, because ben, uh, Benny Boy is what, in his 40s now? If not, maybe 50s. If not 50s. Um, Gal Gadot is not that old, but she's still in her 30s. Yeah, like, if you wanted to use Gal uh, again, I'd be fine. Ezra Miller's, <laughs> Ezra Miller's a menace. They are off the rails. We'll get into Ezra Miller later on in the show, but... It just seems very weird that they just continue to, like, not have a clear path for DC and hopefully it gets fixed with this 10 year plan they have. But like if I were I them, I would just, and like continuity wise, I would say reset it. If you want to use Gal Gadot as wonder woman again, fine. I think she's a pretty decent wonder woman. Um, I think she does the action she stuff really well. Superman too. They, they just mismanaged him. In terms yeah. Of I play. think Superman was screwed by just script. Um, and then give us a better Batman, because um, Batman doesn't use guns. <laughs> um, but like continuity-wise, like do that, and then make everything that happened with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad with Peacemaker that is DCEU canon moving forward. Everything else is old school. It's it's old. It's in the past. It's like how Marvel has you know the uh, the Fantastic Four movies, you know, some of the the X Men movies are now classified as like legacy movies. Like, do that with DC and just blow the thing up. Start fresh with this new yeah, direction up, you're going on. Blow up or at least either stick to it. Like, like get an actor and stick to him. Granted, yes. like Ezra Miller, kick him out. But like, if you want to soft reset, get Henry Cavell, make him sign a nice contract. Get Gal Gadot, get Ben Affleck. Get Jason Momoa, make them sign lengthy, like, you know, they have to do several appearances. Then you fill in the gaps and build. Yes. You don't just go all over the place like they've been doing. And then tra right. yeah, it's either you trade trade them all, like in sports, trade them all, tank, rebuild, an aggressive retool. There's no patching minor holes, okay? Right. We're past that point. Yeah, like, they're so far behind the eight ball with everything that, like, you and I have both said this even when we watched the Suicide Squad. We didn't really... We were excited because it was James Gunn. And that's our boy. We love James Gunn on this show. But we didn't know what to expect. And then when we saw what James Gunn did with DC characters, we were like, okay, there's a glimmer of hope here. 
And then that's when we, after we watched Peacemaker, we said, give the keys to DC to just James Gunn. The random standalones for DC have done far better than like the connected movie saga, like the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. That was great. That's that's technically DC property because it's mm-hmm. a joke. Uh, Suicide Squad, like you just said, Peacemaker, uh, Matt Reeves Batman. I know you weren't the biggest fan of it, but you still appreciate. It's still it my second. I think it's my second favorite Batman movie, and I think that's what I'm saying. It's it was a good movie. It wasn't. And it I think not not that that not that movie is bad. I think that also just adds more confusion into the DC universe where we're building this bat we're building the Matt Reeves Batman universe over here, right? Yeah. And I'm totally cool with that cuz I think it's going to really build itself out into being something very very cool uh, and a darker side and I kind of view the the Matt Reeves universe of Batman similar to what I feel like Sony is trying to do with Andrew Garfield Spider-Man where it's kind of separate a little bit. And then maybe when you have these, you know, team up and, you know, time hopping type shits, that's when Bob Pattinson comes through and is part of these team up time travel type things. But I feel like for the most part, you can kind of make a comparison to Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man and what we believe is going to be the future of his character with the Sony verse to Robert Pattinson's, batman because it's kind of its own little side pocket yeah but i think that what's also makes it confusing with dc as opposed to marvel where at least marvel knows how to tell a story dc is all over the place and it makes it confusing it's like oh is this part of the dceu do what what is canon what's not what's involved with the plot line of where the universe is building yeah i think that's what makes it tough with dc well, maybe DC has to like have to decide: do they want to actually focus on a Kevin Feige connected story, or do they want to keep releasing solo like bangers in terms of like Peacemaker, Suicide Squad, uh, the Batman, etc. You know what I mean? Like that's that's for them to decide. Because you're right: if they're gonna try to reestablish a storyline, they can't continually release these awesome side pieces, essentially, <laughs> to relate it to uh, modern day technology for all young people out there. Um, and then, you know, struggle to have a connected story, which it's hilarious because I'd argue the Justice League is more iconic than the Avengers. And you can't actually. No, I'm not going to argue. I, I think Justice League is more iconic than the Avengers. The name in itself is just like more like an iconic um, and you can't even like do that. Right. So I, like, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, looking at everything else here, too. The expected rollout for this new app, summer 2023, is when it will be launched in the U.S. Latin America will get it in fall 2023. Europe will get it early 2024. Um, The Asian Pacific Islands will get it mid-2024. And then new markets, there are four uh, that are not listed, will get it in fall of 2024. Um, And it looks like starting on September 30th, Dylan, HBO Max will be adding a new way to watch the hashtag Magnolia Network, which is like everything from Discovery Plus. That's like its cable channel. Um, So starting September 30th, you can watch Chip Gaines and Joanna Gaines and all seasons of Fixer Upper and Select Magnolia Originals on HBO Max. Wow, look at my face. Look how happy I am. The reason I'm happy about that, at least from that side of things is it sounds like they're going to be using the hbo max 
like software and yeah so at least we mainframe can hold on for longer could have been worse could be yeah it's true, it's true. could have been worse it's true. It's true. and well, it sounds like next... a lot of outside of three projects which was batgirl the animated scooby-doo and another project as well everything else seems to be safe was scooby-doo a movie or was that a show it was an animated movie follow-up there was an original one called scoob and this was going to be the the sequel right. um but for the most part outside of those three it seems like every other project that was that is expected to come out on hbo max has been dubbed safe okay i can live with that and so now. that's exciting um and it seems like they're going to be using just the the app technology of hbo max for this new app so that's also exciting because you and i both like the way the app for hbo max works it's very very laid out well and netflix yeah. as a as much as we make fun of it for recent times their app is iconic in terms of its yes. simple some streaming services apps are a little bit weird like amazon prime is not really that yeah great and i heard people say discovery is not that good either which is yeah why i've heard discovery sucks so uh, that's why this is a big deal so that's a benefit there and that yeah i think i think the top three you can put them in any order you want in terms of just like user friendliness is netflix disney plus and hbo max yeah i guess Hulu's with, like an honor well i guess Hulu kind of counts with disney because Hulu's yeah. pretty easy too because Disney at least lays it out for you where it's like, oh, this is new. Here's all the new stuff that just came out on this date. You're kind of like uh, algorithm stuff because you watched this. And then they break yeah. it all down into their categories, which I like. Um, so HBO Max looks like it's here to stay for now, which is good. Thank goodness. It was a bit scary there for a minute. Um, but the number one fan acclaimed streaming platform Seems to be safe. It might have a new name come next summer, but HBO Max, we're glad you're staying with us. Yeah, really. Dylan, let's get into I Am Groot. Let's have some happy times. Let's, let's yeah, come and say, get our love, if you will. Let's go with a couple, couple minutes of happy. I Am Groot, uh, I am Groot the I'm, first of I'm its Groot. kind, really, um, for I'm Marvel. Groot. We are Groot. I Am Groot. I was Dylan's gonna keep group. saying it until you got pissed, but I'm not gonna go down that right here. He, she, we, Groot, Grooting, Grooting, the study of Groot, Grootology. It's first grade, Rocket. Um, I am Groot, the first of its of its kind, really. It's Marvel Studios, which I was pleasantly surprised to see the Marvel Studios right. title card. Yeah does feel like it's going to be the new squirrel chasing the acorn yes <laughs> uh, uh, thing. it was great um good to see the marvel studios like title card on this as well um but animated shorts coming to the mcu very interesting and james gunn was correct they're canon in and of themselves but not necessarily canon to the mcu and i would say asterisk and maybe say yet we don't know um but i am groot uh is an american animated series of shorts created by uh christian lapore kristen lapore i'm sorry for the for disney plus based on the marvel comics featuring groot uh five mini episodes groot's first they steps definitely are mini. <laughs> the little guy groot's pursuit groot takes a bath and magnum opus uh all dropped today also a first of its kind for disney plus dropping the entire 
season in one. Um, Groot's first steps takes place uh, right after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, uh, when yeah. he's in his little pot and he gets his uh, he notices he's a crack like, in his pot, causing yep. the robots to replace him with a bonsai plant. Uh, Groot attempts to rid the plant until they fall onto the floor, resulting in their pots breaking and Groot struggling to take his first steps. But uh, Groot be eating them cheesy puffs and feeding the bonsai tree cheesy some cheesy puffs. Um, that one was pretty funny. He was, you know, fighting with the bonsai tree like he was fighting with Drax in yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Fighting to get his spot back at being pampered like a baby. But that's the whole analogy in and of itself. Like him not being in there and the, like, you know, being pampered because he's ready for his to walk for his next steps. Uh, so that was the very first one. And yes, these are quick hitters. These episodes yes, are about are, two and a half, three minutes max. Yes. Labeled as five minutes, but with the opening like 15 seconds and then the two minutes of credits, it's you don't have much. The opening is also very funny of each episode because it goes into the Marvel Studios thing. Groot has a remote, fast forwards through everything. Uh, and if you pause the remote like at the right spot, you can kind of see the buttons and everything, and they're in different language on the remote, so that's also pretty interesting. Um, fast forwards like a old school VHS tape, and then yep. uh, you get the hash marks on the Marvel Studios logo too, which I think is just going to be commonplace for any animated show moving forward with the Marvel Studios title card because it's the same thing that showed up uh, throughout What If, which was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Uh, so the next one is the little guy. So after uh, Groot has a tantrum from alien birds destroying his tower made of branches, baby Groot finds little aliens under a rock and plays with them, only for the aliens to see this as an attack, and they launch a counterattack. And afraid Groot farts a leaf, which the aliens find as their food source, and Groot finds a nearby bush to give the aliens additional food, only to accidentally step on them upon returning, but then nine of those little little guys pop up, and uh, that could be just the makings of those little alien pe people's race of Avengers. And Groot, yeah, really, yeah, <laughs> get the tree guy. No, Groot did what every little boy and I'm sure little girl um, does when they're younger, and they find an insect, ants, usually in most cases, at least on the boy side. I, I can't speak for anyone else. Um, and uh, you have a you have a small moment of a god complex. We were like, yeah, I am yeah. king. Stop, stop, stop. Also, like five minutes later, you're like, yeah, whatever. This episode featured one of the funniest jump cuts uh, of recent Marvel history, where Groot is screaming and whining, and then it cuts 37 minutes later, and Groot still is still screaming, screaming and whining. Uh, which was very, very funny. I, I laughed very loud when I watched that portion of this one. Uh, so that is the little guy. And then we get Groot's pursuit. Waking up in the middle of the night uh, of his sleep in Eclector's Quadrant, baby Groot finds a broken vial and traces a bubble-colored liquid from it around the ship. Groot also goes to the bathroom in this and is reading a book that has Cree... Uh, writing on it that translates to basically the equivalent of the Everybody Poops book that Great every book. single human and their mother has read multiple, multiple times from the age of about three until you're about seven. Yeah, you, that book is essential for any young little lasses and lads out there. <laughs> like you Do you think it. group poops acorns? 
to get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to He's, ask him. He, he clearly farts leaves. <laughs> I didn't even catch that he farted it, but now that he said that, I was like, oh, he did fart it. <laughs> uh, so he later encounters uh, Iwua, a shape-shifting alien who impersonates Groot. Uh, the pair dance with the alien teaching him dance steps. Uh, they're going full-blown like salsa throw down and then the alien replica of Groot actually talks which was very very weird to see Groot saying anything other than I am Groot yep. uh, <laughs> and then Groot ejects Iwua out of the shape, uh, the ship via the airlock which was very very funny uh, just a little savage that Groot is and he continues to dance and uh, Groot carries on throughout the night also wearing like a space alien version of an, an apple watch on his head as a as a light yeah, it was very funny flashlight and he's wearing pajamas too right like the classic with little little buttons in the back to go potty classic and then uh after that Groot takes a bath baby Groot finds a pool of mud and takes a bath he later finds leaves growing out of him due to the mud and the grooves uh and grooves them in different styles resulting in a nearby alien creature becoming irritated Groot eventually yeah, empties weird, the yeah. mud <laughs> as the leaves shed off immediately, and as the alien laughs at him, Groot trims its hair and uses it as a scarf. That was nuts. That was a cool little moment to see. Like once again, that Groot, like you said, is a savage, and that we've we've seen that several little several of these little shorts. You've seen him do things that you're like, whoa. And then the last one, which you're gonna talk about <laughs> in a second. That's when you're like, holy shit, he is a savage. Uh, so the magnum opus. Baby Groot gathers various items inside the ship to draw the Guardians of the Galaxy, later causing an explosion inside of one of the ship's rooms. Rocket shows up. We get a cameo from Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket Raccoon uh, and Groot trying to fix a, blow, a blown-up hole and receives the drawing. Another explosion causes Rocket to be almost sucked out of the ship, only to be saved by Groot. This episode had the most like fun stuff in it. Uh, Groot yeah. goes around, snips some hair off of Rocket's tail. He pulls an Alf comic out of Star Lord's backpack, which yep. for everybody out there, Alf was technically in the Marvel, uh, you know, canon comic book universe. Um, he was he actually showed up in Thanos's report in the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> For those of you who may not have known, so Alf is Marvel canon in the comics, so it would be very funny if Alf eventually showed up in the MCU at some point, um, but uses it to uh, create a family portrait of the Guardians of the Galaxy and Groot kind of just enveloping all of them, kind of like he did in Guardians Volume 1, I believe it was. Um, yeah. So that kind of also goes to show that Groot, even though he's regrown, kind of retains some of his memories. Yeah, it's like he's a kid again, but maybe like deep down as he gets older, he'll have some repressed memories that he recalls, like the drawing, like you just said. So that is I Am Groot for the most part. Um, I definitely recommend giving it a watch. It's very funny. Uh, I do think that watching all of these, it confirms that this is a play test for Marvel 
to see how well it does on Disney Plus to then say, okay, we're going to create new shorts to go and play before our movies in the theater. Very similar to what Pixar does with the Pixar shorts that have won multiple, you know, awards, you know, when you have movie awards and everything like that. You've seen uh, the Pixar animated shorts win those awards. I think that this could be the first step for Marvel doing that. I would also like to see them bring back the Marvel one shots um, to potentially play before the movies as well. Uh, Because I think we saw, you know, the All Hail the King one play really well into uh, the in-betweens of the events of Iron Man 3 and then Shang-Chi. But I think these animated shorts could just involve Groot. And like you said earlier in the show, Dylan, it could be very similar to Scrat with Ice Age uh, chasing the acorn and everything. I, I think this is what Marvel's trying to do. I agree. And it's uh, it's a smart idea. It's a good play test. You know, like if it fails, they probably didn't. Well, not probably. They have so much money and they're a huge company where, you know, it didn't cost them that much. And Epic succeeds. Like you said, they're opening another window, another door, and they can experiment more. And they can even introduce characters that haven't gotten a show or a movie appearance yet via these cartoons, potentially. So a character like Nova that we kind of know is coming out, but I always, you know, advocate for. Um, like, you know, that could be a character that they could utilize and have, like, the next two movies or movie and show. You have two shorts that kind of tell his, like, origin or, like, part of his story. And then that way, if they bring that character into live action, you kind of have the QC animated version. You know what I mean? To have some kind of basis. And also, it just opens up windows for them to get more awards, like Pixar has done. And hopefully bring back some, like, creativity via the CGI department and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a smart move by them uh, to kind of get this thing rolling with the animated shorts. It kind of plays to your younger audience as well, while also yeah, kids. being able to incorporate, you know, Easter eggs and stuff for your adult audience that has followed along with the MCU since 2008. Um, the... There was a couple Easter eggs in the last one too, where there was an ad in the Alf comic for the uh, the drink that was in the 2008 Hulk film that got the contaminated blood dropped into one of the glasses that oh, Stan the, Lee uh, actually drank. Soda. Yeah, there was an ad for that soda in the Alf comic ads, um, and then the battery that Groot dropped when he's walking in with all the supplies and everything that fell on the ground. That was one of the batteries that rocket stole from guardians of the galaxy volume two. So that was a nice little callback as well. So I like that. I kind of use some of the stuff that happened as Canon, uh, to the MCU, not exactly full blown, but we'll see how it continues to go. Um, obviously this is our first ever animated shorts review. So it'll be kind of in a different vein as our movie scale and our TV shows, uh, scale, but Dylan, for I am Groot. What's what's your score for the newly introduced animated short series? I'd give it like a seven out of ten, and I'm not I'm not knocking it. It just was way shorter, ironically, because it's a short. Uh, it was way shorter than I thought it was going to be, um, and it's it is definitely geared towards younger audience. Uh, not that not that I didn't like it. I mean, seven mm-hmm. out of ten is still not bad. It's just uh, yeah, seven out of ten take, for five episodes that are about two and a half minutes. Pretty yeah, good in my book. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I think that's uh, you, you might be higher, but I'm going to guess you're probably close-ish to me because it's it's not like it wasn't groundbreaking CGI. Not knocking it. It's, it was good. And the stories were cute, but there wasn't much. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like that it's one. It's not a substance thing. Exactly. It wasn't like that one Pixar where the mom has, like, a dumpling and it's, like, yeah. a kid. Yeah, shout out to like, Bao. That's, like, exactly. That's, like, a, that's like a heartfelt one. This yeah. is a cute, feel good, you know, for kids kind of thing. It was, it was cool. It was 7, seven out of 10. I'm going to give it a 7-7. Seven, seven. I like the animated style um, that this brought to the table, and I think it's something that they could potentially use in the future if they wanted to uh, in the MCU, whether it's for more shorts, whether it's for a movie like I or a show or something. I feel like they could utilize that type of, uh, you know, animation style. I, I thought it was really well done. It was vibrant. Uh, yeah. and I liked, you know, just the, the comedic aspect of everything with Groot and following along with him and having rocket show up in the last one was a very cool, nice that little cherry cool. on top. Um, had a little Drax cameo, which if you pause real quick and look at the soap that Groot stole, there was hair on the soap. Uh, hopefully that was just hair from Rocket's tail and not from Drax. But I'm giving it a 7-7 on the animated short scale, which is a different scale than TV shows and movies. But I am Groot. Definitely recommend giving it a watch. Don't know if it's like full-blown rewatchable like i'm sure it's something like if you haven't watched it in a while go and watch it for a funny laugh um but i think this is just the start for marvel and their their animated shorts department so shout out to i am Groot. nice little thing to hold us over for next week she hulk busting through it's time to get to the courtroom with jennifer walters and hulk out we have 10 episodes dylan of she hulk okay coming out starting next thursday so for the people who didn't listen last week what were you doing second of all yeah. starting next week dylan and i will be recording on thursdays the episodes will come out on fridays for the next 10 weeks <coughs> so for the duration of she hulk and until we say otherwise thursday recordings friday you'll have streamer season in your yeah. sub box on youtube Just and on your podcast up, apps so be a friend, tell a friend. If you're a dedicated listener, like I know there's those dedicated listeners out there, let them know. Fridays know. with streamer season. Uh, but She-Hulk coming out. There's a lot to kind of unpack already from what we've seen from the trailers. Lots of characters going to be involved, which makes a lot of sense with it being kind of a courtroom comedy drama type situation. Yeah. I'm pulling up the cast now. So um some tinfoil hatton for everybody we obviously know our boy matt murdoch's gonna be involved shout out to daredevil which dylan we got another we got another member of our company on board watching daredevil right now dj has started his run of watching hey, daredevil and he is DJ. he is fully invested and very very is into he a marvel guy or is he like a he is also he... he's a marvel guy but never watched he he watched like parts of stuff here and there but he was like, I'm going to catch up and do the full-blown rewatch thing as well. So he's nice. also on his Marvel rewatch. Uh, and there was stuff that he hadn't seen yet. He just watched Shang-Chi for the first time and absolutely loved it. Uh, and now he is on Daredevil before he watches Hawkeye, which I recommended to both he and Patrick Pitts. Um, so he's in for a treat with our boy Matt Murdock, who is showing up it. in She-Hulk, which you and I are very stoked about. 
Uh, first time seeing him since his little cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home. But Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner, Elon Blonsky. We've got Wong in the cut. Wong. There's a lot that's going to go on in this show. And I'm glad it's Wong. 10 episodes. I'm glad it's not being condensed into six. Um, because I feel like this is a show that requires a lengthy kind of timeline to get the stories across that they're going to try to tell. Dylan, I'm going to start you off with my first prediction for this show. Holy shit, boys and girls. Are we in for a ride? Nine episodes. Wait, who's credited for nine episodes? Charlie motherfucking Quarks. Let's go. Tim Roth, nine episodes. Let's go. Wait, is it, is it 10 episodes? Not nine? It's or supposed it 10, right? It's supposed to be 10? Because everyone's kind of did nine. It might be nine. They might have cut either way, one. Either way. Either Kyle, way. Not, nine's close enough to 10. You're fine. <laughs> You're um, fine. I have my first prediction for this show. And it might blow your socks off a little bit, brother. I am wearing socks on, so we, we, we will see. Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, will be part of not only the Avengers, like she is in the comics, because that's kind of expected, I believe Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, will also be part of the new reworked Defenders in the MCU. Oh, so she's going to join Luke Cage and... I have a prediction that the Defenders were are going to look sort of kind of like this in the MCU. We're going to have Matt Murdock, Daredevil. We're going to have Jessica Jones. We're going to have Luke Cage. We're going to have a recast Iron Fist. We're going to have Jennifer Walter, She-Hulk. And I think we're going to have our boy, the Punisher, join the Defenders in the MCU. I'm okay with all of that. I think uh, that's going to be the Defenders line. There could be, you know, different introductions potentially across I the think, board there, but... Yeah. I no, think I, Jennifer I like Walters makes a lot of sense to be part of the Defenders as well as the Avengers. I think my theory... Not not so much a theory, really. Well, I guess it could be a theory, is that I think she's going to have to defend like a bad person so possibly defend tim roth like do that kind of thing similar i agree how, with you similar to how charlie cox had to defend the punisher because the punisher unfortunately even though we all love him legality wise isn't exactly right <laughs> um and there really isn't that many other characters to speculate on like there's a couple actors there's two actors um that are in eight and nine episodes apiece, and they have no title underneath their names. There's an actor by the name of Griffin Matthews. He's in eight episodes. And then there's a guy named Josh Segarra. Segarra, Segarra yeah. Segarra. I'm looking nine. at their profiles here to see what they've also been in. Well, um... in Josh played a villain in the Arrow show. Okay. Like anti-hero villain. And then so that, that that could be something to go off of. And then the Griffin Matthews guy, it doesn't seem like he's he's kind of bounced around. Yeah, he's kind of up and coming actor still. So not sure they could just be friends. Oh, he's been in the flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think it's first big break. 
Okay. So they could, I don't hate this. They could be characters, or they could not. He's also like, made a uh, couple appearances there. across the Law and Order universe of uh, shows they have there. So there's two directors for She-Hulk as well. Uh, looking at the IMDb page here, Cat Koiro and Anu uh, Valia will be the directors. Cat Koiro has six of the episodes, uh, and for people out there not familiar with Cat Koiro's work, uh, some of the things that she has worked on here she did one episode of modern family four episodes of it's always sunny in philadelphia uh an episode of shameless um let's see here she did an episode of brooklyn 99 she did what is the big thing here uh she's also working on the tv series the spiderwick chronicles um, that's in pre-production right now. She's directed two episodes of that. Um, so like kind of here and there, this is like her first like big episode directing kind of debut. Like the most she had done before, I think is four episodes of a show. Yeah. So she's getting six here, but like those types of shows, like I just listed with, uh, modern family, it's always sunny, shameless, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, there's comedic aspects to that. There's going to be quick hitters. It's going to be witty. It's going to be funny with a lot of the stuff going on in there. And then uh, the next one, just trying to pull up, uh, Anuvalia, um, let's see here, has worked on... And while Kyle's looking for that, there is a villain confirmed. Uh, it's the actress... I think it's Jamila or Jamila Jamil. Yes, she is going to be one of the villains, uh, Titania. Yep. Which is going to be very, very fun. Titania is a very strong woman. Yes. she. So for the people at home listening, Titania is in the one trailer with the character who kind of like bursts through the courtroom wall and kind of breaks it down. That's Titania, who a lot of people, Dylan, picked up in Miss Marvel in the first episode when the DODC pops through. Uh, there's a picture of Titania on their wall. Mm. So I'm curious if Titania is potentially an enhanced human being. It's also, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good little, it's also good to uh, point out that in the comics, she's a villain initially, but she kind of turns good-ish, mm-hmm. like anti-hero, like Thunderbolts <clears throat> level of good maybe a little more morally just so that could be something there too and being that tim roth abomination is in this show being that thaddeus thunderbolt ross rest in peace his son i believe is expected to be in this show as well you gotta think dylan that the post credit scene of the finale is gonna tease the thunderbolts yeah I think that, so. that's a guess from me there as well. I think the Thunderbolts will be revealed uh, one way or another in this show. Um, whether we get, you know, another hello from one Baron Zemo locked up in the raft. Um, because the the spot in Miss Marvel where they took the clandestines when they quote unquote arrested them, that is where Abomination is locked up at. Arrested them. <laughs> and then they went kaplooey. Um But that's where Take Abomination on. is at. So that was also an interesting kind of takeaway from Miss Marvel is that 
they hinted at you know the the DODC lockdown facility um I'm also intrigued that you know Renee Elise Goldsberry is in this for one episode shout out to Hamilton um yeah this cast is awesome I'm super excited I'm glad that Mark Ruffalo is going to be in the entire season um we're going to see how the uh the Hulk out blood gets into her not not in this because I want this to be Seahawk Jeff Walter show. Um, I hope going for forward if he's if Hulk, Bruce Banner, and Mike Ruffalo, I hope he gets a movie to really shine. I was having this conversation with my brother the other day and someone else, and we feel like we feel like the Hulk and Thor, and I guess Scarlet Witch kind of even though she had her own moment, but it was kind of short lived. I feel like those characters have been severely like nerfed for the sake of, I mean, to call it witch a little bit less now because of her most recent movie, but then at the same time for how powerful she was in that movie, you're telling me because she feels bad and sees like herself, essentially she just immediately stops. And then like Thor is seen as a laughing joke up until extremely late. And then the Hawk we don't don't really get to see him fight like people that are like I want to see like the hawk. Hopefully, that I'm saying this because I want the she hawk to maybe fight Abomination or she hawk to also fight Titania, because I want like the powerhouse battles. You know, like I want the the class A class A. Like, you know, I I did not see the new Thor, but I know that we got teased with Hercules. He's really strong. He's able to fight all the people I just named. I want I want the heavy hitters. You know what I mean? Which. I want, to showcase power. Brings up something I'm going to ask you since you brought up Hercules, obviously a rival to Thor, obviously a rival to the Hulk. Thaddeus Ross's daughter is also, I believe, supposed to pop up in this show, um, which could be like their way of introducing a female version of Red Hulk. I think we could get that possibility. And then I think... They could be setting up potential for She-Hulk season two to be, if it happens. Obviously, we got to see how the show plays out, but I think yeah. there's possibilities to open the door to the World War Hulk comic line. Now that Hercules is in the fold, that's true. World War Hulk—that would be an interesting comic line to explore. Um, I just hope that we get like from what i'm saying i hope the show delivers and i hope it like kind of helps the hawk name because there's so many like like you said there's so many like there's she hawk she's she's badass there's the hawk hawk incredible hawk there's there's red hawk there's abomination there's um what's the hawk called when he takes over the world like maestro or Mastro mm-hmm. when he like there's so many cool versions of this character both man and female like and i would like to see that because there's not many people. Let's not forget our universe. boy Amadeus Cho, Smart Hulk from the Champions, That's who true. has been name dropped before uh, in the true. MCU. And I was I was recently watching a, a new Rockstars video. They brought up um, the Age of Ultron scene when Ultron and Vision are, are you know coming to be the scientist in the lab who creates Vision is. Dr. Cho. Hey, yo. Could be Amadeus' mom. That could also be where White Vision flew off to uh, to go figure out some stuff about his past. Um, 
We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. What do you think Daredevil's role is going to be in this show? Obviously, there's a, a big connection with the courtroom stuff and, and lawyers and everything. And they, there's a big, you know, run of them being, you know, intertwined in the comics and everything. But how do you think Charlie Cox's Daredevil finally getting, you know, more than just a cameo? Uh, well, maybe she ends up working for him. Maybe, maybe she, she, she quits the firm or gets fired because she doesn't want him to defend a person like Titania or Abomination, and then ends up working for Matthew Murdoch because he, he owns he owns a firm. It's him, Foggy, and uh, yeah, well, you, Karen Page. The, Karen, there you go. I was like, oh, I know it. It's there. My brain. I just can't. How do you? Uh, th- my, I think my big question though is, how do you think they're going to address bringing him in? Do you think it is the exact Netflix Charlie Cox? version of matt murdoch slash daredevil is it a variant it could for all we know it could just be lawyer version of matthew murdoch he could be there to help with law for the majority of the show and not even a showcase because well, we do day, see him in the daredevil suit so yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm being facetious but at the end of the day <laughs> the several characters I just named would, would would destroy him because as awesome and as powerful as Matthew Murdoch Daredevil is, he's still on that like the uh, the upper tier of street level heroes, and he doesn't have really like I guess technically he has superhuman strength. He's stronger than you and I, but he doesn't have superhuman strength in terms of like Captain America, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or She Hulk. As far as we know, Paul, you're right. Because um, if this is, is a variant, like. We saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, people taking that super soldier serum, and it was out there. And then we saw Kingpin show up in Hawkeye, and it seemed like a bit of a different Kingpin than we saw in the Netflix show. Who knows if that's how Matt Murdock gets his super strength. That's Not saying that, I, that that's what I would want. Yes. Per se. But I am very intrigued with this being his canon mcu debut in terms of you know he's gonna, catch another, he's gonna, he's gonna catch another brick it do you think we'll also see it's gonna be interesting now too because now that i'm thinking about it and everything oh he's getting that brain turning folks i i see the smoke matt murdoch doesn't know who peter parker is anymore that's true because of the events of the spell. Matt Murdock presumably does not know who any other superhero is either because he's not part of the team. So he wouldn't know like 
the secret the secret identities. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't know who's who. Oh, Grant's not all of them are secret. Like Thor's not secret. You know, Iron yeah, but Iron I think pretty much secret. just Spider Man was yeah, secret up until everyone Mysterio. Knows, everyone knows the Hulk is Bruce Banner, right? Those are mutually exclusive. I guess he wouldn't know. I guess the only other one is Scott. <laughs> he wouldn't know Ant Man at all, unless he listened to his podcast. Yeah, Matt Murdock strikes me as a big podcast guy. Um, oh, sure. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how they're going to play around the Netflix stuff. For sure. Do you think, even though he's not listed, which for good reason probably, we didn't see a lot of listings for certain characters when they made big time you know appearances and stuff. Do you think we'll get a, a Wilson Fisk appearance? <sighs> could be a cameo or at the very least a name drop you know what i mean like maybe something envelope something yeah so i guess technically yes i do think we'll get some kind of wiggle into the wills Fisk world again uh he's too big of a name not to have in this kind of show especially when it's dealing with like law and criminal law and stuff because mm-hmm. he's the king of the kingpin you know <laughs> he's the king of new well, york yeah exactly so what he sees um I now that I'm thinking about it too, like since this is you know Daredevil's first show introduction, and the yes, next show yes, that he Kyle, is, I would like them to have a cameo of the Bullseye actor from the show. Yes, is that what you were gonna say? Well, I wasn't even gonna say <laughs> that, but yes, sign me up for that because I think he's same, gonna be in the same, Thunderbolts. Same guy, same guy, same suit. By the way, please. yes, sign me up because uh, I think he's gonna be in the Thunderbolts movie and part of the team. Um, the the thing I was gonna say is. Do you th- do you think how many post credit scenes do you think this show will give us for that final episode? I'll start with that. I think we'll get some type of I don't know if it'll be a credit or not, but I think we'll get some kind of like reveal like halfway through the show, whether it's in the episode or at the end of the episode. And in terms of like actual Marvel credits, I think we'll get like two, like. Because I'm just thinking now, with everything they, expected for 2023, they like doing, like doing two. Marvel's low key, so yeah. They, they like the rule too. I think one of the post credit scenes we get in the final episode of She-Hulk is going to be kicking it back to Hawkeye and showing what actually happened with Echo and Kingpin. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Because the next show that Matt Murdock is slated to appear in is Echo, along with Vincent D'Onofrio, Wilson Fisk. So I think that could be a post-credit scene because that show obviously took place in New York. Um, in New York. Which I believe She-Hulk is taking place in. Um, <laughs> and then I think we get a Thunderbolts reveal either in the show or (laughs) as a post-credit scene or and do we get a secret invasion tease because that's the next slated show like week by week show that's supposed to come out which is spring 2023 okay okay which i don't know what they would do per se it could be a Thunderbolt slash Secret Invasion like combo thing where like Val and Nick Fury really sh- like yeah. meet up. <laughs> Just chill. Because they are lovers in the comics. Netflix and chill. 
MCU and chill. Um, what are your expectations for Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walter slash She-Hulk for Tim Roth coming back full blown as Abomination for the first time since the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie? Yeah. Uh, and for Charlie Cox. And then also, what do you think Wong's role is going to be in this show? Because he is slated for nine episodes. Well, Wong is sparring. We see it in Shang-Chi. We see him sparring, uh, fighting, training with Abomination. Whether it's because he wants to keep winning money or whether maybe Val approached him. You never know. Maybe Val was like, hey, can you train like this guy? He's kind of a piece of poo. Uh, maybe you can humble him a little bit and, you know, also hone your own fighting skills. Maybe Wong just wanted to test himself and was just trying to get crazy. Uh, that part, we don't know entirely why. Um, but so, so for Wong, I'm excited for him to be there again. He's an interesting character. I mean, Wong is, if this is uh, like taking place in current MCU time, uh, I'm not sure. I'm assuming that's where it's on the timeline. Wong is the support, the, the um, Sorcerer Supreme right now. Correct. So it's not not only just a wizard or a magic character; it is the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, so someone that has some rank. Uh, and as for Tatiana, uh, I'm pretty excited about her because, like I said, it's always cool to have like the, the Goliath type characters, mm -hmm. characters who can like throw vehicles, you know, like that. And a new character player. at that. Yeah, as well. Introduction. Uh, they have Tim Roth back as Abomination. Abomination is just a freaking cool like villain, anti-hero, weird guy. Um, Member of Thunderbolts, cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. And I love having him back. Same actor. He was an asshole in the OG Hulk. I hope he like channels that. And then uh, obviously Charlie Cox. I'm excited to see him again. Uh, it's gonna suck because it's not gonna be his fault, and not it's not. But nothing will ever come close to the initial Daredevil that we all witnessed, or hopefully you have. If you haven't, go watch it now. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be like such amazing experience to get him back but it's also going to be like bittersweet because you're going to be like no it's not the daredevil i knew it's different how great of a surprise would it be if it is same level of just grit and i hope it's the same level of grit i i want them to take the actor who played luke cage the actor who played john berthal and the actor who played the punisher um, you can even do Jessica Jones. She, her show is. I think yet. Jessica I want, Jones will be coming back. And I want you to just roll them into the MCU. Their characters, the Netflix adaptations, were relatively accurate to what they are as a comic. And yeah, sure, it wasn't as kid friendly, but like, let's face it, Daredevil's not a nice superhero. Like, he beats the shit out of people in New York. There's no other way around that. Like, he's not. He doesn't like come on man i'll arrest you you know it's yeah he and some in some comic runs kyle can attest he basically murders people and then figures out like oh that's wrong and then kind of dials it back a notch or two but he'll still puts you in the icu bro like, he don't care <laughs> big facts there is a new daredevil comic out by the way yeah there's a, there's a new line where he kills kingpin and it looks it's you gotta google that it's the sickest um like picture it's him like i think his hands are either up or at his sides and then the the, the bubble is like i tried everything else and it's just yes. like a dead a dead wilskin fish just like laying there i'm like that is so cold the uh 
There's a few new comic runs. This one is interesting, Dylan. Uh, not to stray too far away from She-Hulk before we wrap up with that, but there is a new comic run that uh, Volume 1 came out in July. It's uh, Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day. Oh. Issue number one. It's called Axe, which I think is pretty cool. Axe! Um, but the... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a uh, Daredevil. It's the Defenders. Defenders Beyond. Okay. Issue one came out in July. Um, but she, I'm, like, I'm very gosh. excited. I think this is the most wonderful like, time. Of it. <laughs> that's Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> the most like anticipated show for me that I've had in terms of just like the MCU shows since what if? No, probably since Moon Knight. I lied. I was excited. Yeah, for, I was excited as hell for Moon Knight. God. He is that dude. Um, I think Moon Knight was like the last one. We haven't really had too much in terms of shows with with Marvel since then. Um, but yeah, I I like as it's gone by, I've gotten more and more like amped for She Hulk. Dude, I'm I'm getting pretty excited for it too. I was just looking. He said Moon Knight. My brain works. I was like typing, and I was like Moon Knight Funko Pop, and I was like, oh cool. Um, but no, Moon Knight's Jesus, not Moon Knight. She Hawk. See, Kyle got distracted. Oscar Isaac is forever in my brain, rent free. Daddy um, lives rent free in our brains. <laughs> Those videos on TikTok. We got Oscar Isaac's daddy, and we got Muscle Mommy She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, no, but I am excited for the show too. I, I have, uh, I've been kind of doing this thing where I don't over like excite myself for any show Marvel puts out because some of them I haven't liked as much, others I have. I kind of go in with it with an open mind, kind of blind. And the fact that we have characters like what you said, you know, something like Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil, Tim Roth, Abomination, blah, 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 blah. Breaking news. Oh, good. I am Groot is MCU canon. Oh. It is in the timeline order on Disney+. Plus. I kind of felt like it because the way it makes you watch it, it's him growing up, and it's like based upon real settings. It's just yeah, it's 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 like background detail. It's like it's like it's Kyle similar and, to the one shots. Yeah, exactly. It's like if Kyle wrote a book series and he wrote book one, two, three, and if I you know gave you a one point two, it's still not affecting his. It's just mm-hmm. filling in the gaps. So this is where it's not to distract every. You know what? I'm going to do this real quick. We're going to go. Bah, we're back. Uh, <laughs> I am Groot. Groot's first steps uh, in the timeline order for everybody comes in between Guardians Volume One and Guardians Volume Two. Makes a ton of sense. Uh, yeah. And then I am Groot, the little guy. I am Groot, Groot's pursuit. I am Groot, I am Groot. takes a bath, and I am Groot, Magnum Opus. Come all after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and then you dive right into Age of Ultron. So there it is. I am Groot is mcu canon for the people out there yo if we get to a thousand um subscribers on youtube i will cosplay as one of the heroes we talk about no cap no facts no nothing just you just heard it here out there in the universe clip it 
you can and then and i'll even put some incentives along the way like for some of the other milestones via the twitter or the youtube i'll, I'll like buy nerdy stuff like i bought the hell lightsaber. yeah hell yeah just put it out there before i forget again i do I'm have looking uh at, i'm looking at moon Knight cosplay right now so <laughs> let's go i uh i haven't added it down here but i did get a new venom funko pop that will be on the shelf next week uh it's venom with wings and then I did get a Daredevil PX Previews Funko Pop as well since uh, we reviewed Daredevil. I felt obligated. Had to get that one. That would be along good cosplay with, too. with Venomized Kingpin. You hear me? Get a Daredevil cosplay suit going on? That'd be Jeez. fine. All right. anyway, back, to, back to Seahawk. We got way too distracted. Uh, which is good. But yeah, She-Hulk, I'm super excited. Dylan's super yeah. excited. First episode drops next Thursday, which okay. means new episodes on Friday for the next Friday, nine weeks, Friday, allegedly. Gotta get down on Friday. I forget the rest of that song. Ready for the weekend. Uh, let's get into everybody's <laughs> favorite segment. That was very funny. I don't know why, but StreamYard did not mute your mic, so you were humming over the theme music, and that's absolute <laughs> gold. It is the streaming multiverse, streaming platform multiverse news and notes, brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Dylan, we got some uh, streaming platform business news. Not involving HBO Max. Reported today, Disney Plus is increasing their price in December to $10.99 a month. But here's the catch, Dylan. It will be known as Disney Plus Premium. Disney Plus Basic, which is the name of the plan with ads, will launch in December for $7.99. Okay. I still think for the content you get on Disney Plus with all of the, I guess you could call franchises or brands that they have with Marvel, Star Wars, Nat Geo, uh, Pixar, everything on Disney Plus, ten ninety nine yeah. is still a very valid price. I would agree with that. I wonder if the bundle's going to change. I don't know, but th- that might just be the flat rate of Disney Plus. Um, so if you have the bundle, I don't know what your pricing will if at all change to but 10.99 in december everybody so get your bank accounts right uh come christmas time. uh the next bit of news here i don't know how you're gonna feel about this one dylan because next week as well we're gonna have your first full-blown review show coming through house of the dragon drops next week as well so much to watch House of the Dragon showrunners leaned heavily on George R.R. Martin's expertise while making the series the opposite of what happened in later seasons of Game of Thrones by season 5 and 6 and certainly 7 and 8 I was pretty much out of the loop said Martin don't know how that makes you feel it's giving me my my, my uh, PTSD of TV shows ending shitty is like 
coming back. When asked, George R. R. Martin said, I don't know. You have to ask Dan and David. We have a birthday to celebrate today as we record this on Wednesday. Happy birthday to Peter Parker. Let's let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about Peter Parker. Today's also the day that Spider-Man was introduced in Amazing Fantasy number 15 all the way back in 1962. Man, he's old. Uh, We did speak about our daddy, Oscar Isaac, a little bit earlier. He said he is open to returning to Star Wars if there is, quote, a great story and a great director. That's via SiriusXM. Previously, Oscar Isaac said he'd only return to Star Wars if I need another house or something. I love Oscar Isaac too much, dude. You're you're going to be very excited for this next piece of news, Dylan. Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan pitched a GTA-inspired video game adaptation. That is legit. I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it. Picasso. Uh, DC Films was reportedly planning a Crisis on Infinite Earths event prior to the Warner Brothers merger. DC was also rumored to be introducing the Secret Six. Kyle Kyle got that good news today, bro. Uh, Fan spotted our favorite racist agent from the DODC, Agent Deaver, from Miss Marvel, in the Spider-Man No Way Home interrogation scenes. When you're looking through those glass windows, you can see Deaver's reflection in the windows when they're interrogating the kids. I had no idea that was even a thing. Um, Let's see. Black Panther Wakanda Forever start Tanakh Huerta. uh, Says they had reshoots right after their San Diego Comic-Con panel. Quote, that same day at the end of our presentation at Comic-Con, we went back to the studios to keep working. Oh, okay. I'm not sure how to... I guess not bad. Black Canary, the film, is still in development at HBO Max. I feel like that's been in development for a while. That, that could be the next one that gets... Canceled. Uh, no further details are known at this time, but Journey Smollett will return, and Misha Green is writing the script. We are also reportedly getting a very safe bet that Harley Quinn season four is safe. The NHL HBO Max's Green Lantern series is still in development. Wait, that's the thing. Yeah. Apparently that's uh, a live action. That's kind of right. I don't know to be honest. I think it might. And you be... said Harley Quinn. You're referring to the the animated. The animated. Okay, yeah, that, that show's funny, by the way. If you haven't watched yeah. that yet, anyone listening, good laughs. Uh, on that. Very the, raunchy though. The Prey movie was the most watched Hulu premiere ever. Dude, I need to watch that. It looks cool. I'm excited about that. Um, there was another thing here that I wanted to pull up. Oh, Dylan, further uh, proving that we are going to get the Super Smash Brothers Cinematic Universe as a Pac-Man movie in development. <laughs> Wait, what? Just, just adding heard, to the theory. I heard you, and then I was like, processing. Uh, we have confirmation of Anthony Ramos' character for Ironheart. He will play The Hood, which yes. I texted you earlier this week. That is yes. massive news for our MCU yes. people out there. 
There are ties with the hood to Daredevil, Secret Invasion, and Jack-O-Lantern. I like Jack-O-Lantern. You know he's dead right now, I believe, in the current MCU. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he came back from hell, though. He he tricked Mephisto. Well, unsuccessfully, but that's a conversation on another topic. But yeah, that'd be awesome. The the Pac-Man movie is also an original idea from the producer of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. (laughs) We're in a fever dream of, of streamer content sometimes, I swear. Some of the stuff that we were able to read to you guys is just, like, wild. Like, never in a million gosh darn years did I think Kyle or I or anyone would be like, yeah, you know, they're making a Pac-Man universe franchise uh, based off the guy who did Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, like what? <laughs> uh, Idris Elba says he's working on a big project with DC. Sounds very... The Suicide Squad adjacent. This character's awesome in, Su- in Suicide yes. Squad. Bloodsport, um, right? Yeah. The, his uh, suit was so cool. Dude. I was watching that on TikTok the other day, how his like guns came off his like leg, like his armor. crazy. Did you see uh, at Celeb Fan Fest, Ewan McGregor wearing an Alec Guinness Hello There shirt? No, but that's awesome. <laughs> that's, like, that's like an inception of Obi-Wan's. Uh... Unfortunately, we lost uh, Olivia Newton-John earlier this I week as well. I saw that. That's at crazy. age seventy-three, yeah, she wasn't that old. Icon. Um, Not to be rude, did they say how? Was it some kind of breast activity? cancer? Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, Zazie Beats is in talks to return for Joker Two. And Dylan, let's. Uh, Let's talk about what we said earlier. Ezra Miller, once again in the news. No, no. They have have been charged with felony burglary in Vermont. Do we have it? Dude, he doesn't have this random... If you don't like the F word, mute me right now. Kyle, give me the dolphin sound for Spongebob. He doesn't have random fucking shit. Like, like, if you're going to be a psychopath, at least stay consistent. Like... One moment you're stealing a little kid's lemonade, and next moment you're like peeing off a roof. Next moment you're like beating up someone, and so basically what I'm yelling about, and it just shows that he's literally crazy. Like he needs help. Like he does not have a functioning brain. Like he's 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 nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. I saw uh, a meme about that. It was like they cancel a Batgirl, but yet they have Ezra Miller's Flash movie still slated. <laughs> that movie must be really fire. <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi said he didn't know Hercules was a Marvel character until he started making Thor Love and Thunder. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little upset with him recently. He's had he's had some um, interviews recently where he's been like basically giving off the demeanor that he doesn't doesn't like care. Which I'm sure he does, but like I was like, ah, it's not the greatest of looks because your your Thor movie didn't do amazingly critic wise, so might might want to like pull that back a little bit. And to uh, round it all out, Dylan, all of Jordan Peele's films have passed a hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. I love Jordan Peele; he's a good guy, absolute icon. Uh, oh, last bit here too, since I, this was uh from stuff Go I for it, texted you. We have the schedule for Andor coming it's a lengthy out on schedule, Disney+. Plus. Uh, so for everybody out there, because we'll obviously be covering this show as well, the first three episodes drop on September 21st. Episode 4, September 28th. 
then episode 5 is October 5th, October 12th for episode 6, uh, October 19th for episode 7, the 26th for episode 8, November 2nd is episode 9, November 9th is episode 10, uh, episode 11 is November 16th, and then episode 12, the finale, will be November 23rd. So that's the Andor schedule. That will coincide good, at some point good, with She-Hulk. That's a good schedule. Uh, so we'll also be covering Are you Andor. For Andor. I am excited for Andor. I think uh, that I show's going to be really, really. I think it's going to be next level in terms of Star Wars content. So I'm very excited for that. People are already mad about like the actor because he's an older man, like he's not like 20, so he looks old, and it's supposed to be like you know what I mean, like in the past, and they're like. Oh. <laughs> the world's smallest violin. <laughs> Boo hoo. Um, but yeah, we'll have She Hulk next week. And then I believe it's August 21st. So Sunday, August 21st, is uh, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. And then Andor starts in September. Oh, and then we have to watch Lightyear at some point, too. You know? We'll have to watch Light. We'll be having a Lightyear review and then the Yo. card counter movie with Oscar Isaac as well. That, and then if you want to go to the movies with me, whenever we have free time, why it's still out. I want to see the Bullet Train movie with Brad yes. Pitt. Yes, yes, looked, yes, yes. 100%. That pretty cool. 100% right? with you. We're going to see that. That looks like fast-paced. I like that. Yes. Of stuff. It has Brad Pitt. It has Fastos from Eternals. Uh, it has a lot, dude. It's got Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> That movie looks uh, incredible. It's got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. Ex MCU actor. Now Sony verse actor. Yeah. It's got, I don't know his name, but he's like, he's like an awesome villain or like anti hero in like every Japanese movie I've watched. I think it's like Hiroki something, but he's in there and I'm, just, I'm excited. I, I think in the movie he's probably playing like a, like some kind of like wise. Like mob mm-hmm. stir from Japan, and I think so the like, creators of Bullet Train are the creators from the Deadpool movies. Wonderful! So Kyle and I will have to do that for you and for us because <laughs> it sounds fun. Yes. Uh, so we will be talking about all of those movies uh, over the next couple of weeks. But make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Dreamer S Z N on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at K B I Z Z L three one one. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Tell them what to do, Dylan. You leave the reviews. You, you just leave the reviews. You just leave them. And then when super you're simple. Them, <laughs> yeah, super, it's free. Super simple. You just, you just all about, all about a bing, bada boom. And then you, you leave the reviews. And in the reviews, uh, you're telling us what to watch, telling us you know how we did, obviously. And what to watch in terms of show, movie, etc. We obviously we prefer shows that fit with the narrative of the, of the whole podcast more, but we'll also take movie recommendations. We're not we're not a holes, you know. If you want us to watch some movie, Kyle and I can go watch it on our own time um, and tell you how you feel about it. So love big know. facts, and of course subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. I always forget that. That's why Kyle is here. I always get smash that like show. button. <laughs> Ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of Streamer Season and all your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcasts in full video form. Comment down below with those movie and show recommendations as well. Your theories for She-Hulk, how you felt about I Am Groot, uh, how you feel about this HBO Max thing as well. Leave that in the comment section. And Dylan said once we get to 1,000 subscribers, he's got a, 
a favorite character of ours cosplay in the pipeline. So we we could even do it as a poll. Like I, we Kyle yes. and I we can put polls put, on like, YouTube. Uh, yes, that too. Um, oh God, I already see dollar signs. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's. So subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Tom Alex Shades, Kenwood Beer, Pickup, and Bino Board. All of their information and our promo codes and links are down in the show notes on audio and linked in the description on YouTube. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Dylan, I'm KB. Keep on streaming. <laughs>